eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED lights, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Bigger Pockets Business Podcast, show number 98. We are number one in multiple markets, and it's all because I allowed for other people. So every time we say no to something, it's giving someone else an opportunity to say yes. Welcome to a real-world MBA from the School of Hard Knocks, where entrepreneurs reveal what it really takes to make it. Whether you're already in business or you're on your way there, this show is for you. This is Bigger Pockets Business. How's it going, everybody? I am Jay Scott, your co-host for the Bigger Pockets Business Podcast. Coming to you, not so live, but coming to you from Sarasota, Florida, and I am here with my lovely wife and lovely co-host, as usual, Mrs. Carol Scott. How's it going today, Carol Scott? Oh, my goodness. I am entirely grateful for everyone and everything that we have in our lives and very optimistic for what and who are and is yet to come. Life is so good, right? Orange blossoms are on the trees. Kids are in school and they're playing tennis and piano and they built a desk on their own the other day. That's amazing. I have incredible friends building new businesses. I have had family members here visiting. We are just incredibly fortunate. And I am so grateful for this big, awesome life we have. I love that. And I think you just picked up on the operative word. It was a great segue into our episode today. You talked about big life. Well, the guests we have today are going to talk all about living a big life, whether it's your personal life, whether it's your business, whether it's your career, whether it's your family. These four women have been tremendously successful, not just at creating their own big lives, but helping others create big lives as well. Today with us, we have Sarah Reynolds, we have Seychelle Van Poole, we have Via Williams, and we have Wendy Papazan. And these women have independently been tremendously successful business owners, been tremendously successful in their own lives, and they've come together and they've created a tremendously successful podcast called Empire Building that 
tells us and teaches us how we can take, again, all the things in our lives and we can make them bigger and we can make them better. This is absolutely an amazing episode, just tip after tip after tip after tip for how we can take our lives and we can make them better and we can grow them and we can become more successful, again, whether it's personal or business or career. In this episode, we talk about how to better say no and why it's so important to say no in our lives. This is something that I've always struggled with. And these women tell us today, they explain in very simple terms why it's so important to say no in our lives. And I know we all know that that's true, but they really break it down in a way that after you listen to it, you're going to think, I am going to finally start saying no more often. They talk to us about how we can find our mission. And Wendy has an amazing tip for any of us out there that aren't ready to commit to something, that we know we have to do one big thing, we need to focus on something, but we're not sure what that thing is to focus on, Wendy gives us a great tip on how we can kind of find our mission without committing too early and taking this leap of faith that we don't necessarily have to take from day one. We talk about going from ordinary to big, how we turn everything in our lives from ordinary into something bigger and how we can use leverage to do that. And then we jump into how we can know our numbers, whether it's our personal life, our business life, how knowing our numbers can help us go big. And then finally, at the very end of the show, make sure you listen to the end where each of these women gives us an amazing tip on what we can do right now today to change our lives and help take our lives from what they are to something bigger. Just an absolutely amazing episode. If you want to find out about anything we talk about on this episode, we have links to everything and links to everyone at our show notes biggerpockets.com slash biz show 98 again biggerpockets.com slash biz show 98 okay without any further ado let's welcome sarah seychelle via and wendy to the show Welcome to the Bigger Pockets Business Podcast. I've got to tell you, I have so been looking forward to hosting you. I'm a huge fan of your show. You are just an amazingly, phenomenally fantastic foursome. You are individually as well as collectively incredibly accomplished, engaging, and inspirational. And I know our listeners are going to absolutely love learning from you today. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're really excited to have you. I want to allow, since we have a a large group today, I would allow each of you to introduce yourselves individually, and then we'll talk about what you have going on together and kind of what the focus of your podcast is, what the focus of your business is and your work is. Uh, But let's start with a little bit of an introduction. So let's, let's go around the circuit. Maybe Sarah, would you like to start? Yeah, we are so excited to be here. Hi, everyone. I am Sarah Reynolds. I lead... A real estate business that uh, is located out of the Washington, D.C. metro market. We are also in four other markets, and we've been building our empire here and in all the other markets that we serve. Um, I'm also a proud young mom. I have three young babies, and they're they're my proud and joy. Today's Olivia's birthday, so that's exciting. And, of course, I've been part of this empire-building podcast for a while now, and it's been awesome to really show people what it's like not just to have a a big business. All of us run massive businesses, but it's about also creating big lives. And so we are so happy to be here. Excellent. Thank you, Sarah. I um, love that. Let, let's jump in. Let's do this in alphabetical order. We have Seychelle Van Poole. Would you like to jump in, Seychelle? 
Thanks, Jay. Yes, this is Seychelle Van Poole, and uh, I run Van Poole Properties Group out of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And uh, something we're really passionate about with our team is um, really creating a life where you're happier, healthier, and wealthier for it. And so we have investment properties and we encourage our team members to do that. I'm a, a longtime listener and fan of your show. Uh, and, you know, we, we have added a bunch of ancillary businesses that all together support the real estate space. And so that's kind of our niche. That's what we love to do. And I've got uh, my husband and I live here in Dallas and we have a six-year-old daughter as well. Awesome. Love Thank it. You. Love it. Love it. Okay. Next, let's see. Oh, alphabetical order. I have to figure out W X Y T U. Okay, I think I think I've got it. This, 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 one was, this one was tough. I'm sorry. We have Via Williams. Via, would you like to introduce yourselves? Let everybody know who you are and what you do and where you come from. Yes, and we are so excited to be here. Thank you, you guys. You were the last voices I heard before I went to bed last night. I listened to you all the time, so Aww, it's really cool. That you. is so I'm sweet. Fangirling. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, well, my name's Via Williams. I'm in the Seattle, Washington market, and I, um, I'm i involved in the leadership of a dozen different entities. So my day job, I'm the only hired gun of the group, is I'm the general manager and director of growth for the Ben Kinney companies. So what I do is I lead eight real estate brokerages, Keller Williams franchise franchises, have about 1,600 agents, and I'm on the operating committee for our in-house mortgage title and escrow company called BKCO, very, very, very creative, BKCO title escrow and mortgage. I have the Via Group real estate team. I'm involved with these lovely ladies in uh, in an annual women in business event called Amplify event, and uh, my husband and I have a property management company. I am an emerging out-of-state investor, thanks to Bigger Pockets, by the way, and lastly, I have the Empire Building Podcast. That's, That's all. Oh, I forgot. That's it. I have three kids. It. Oh, I know. And wait, 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 stop. I forgot That's about it. the kids. They're going to kill me. Oh, my They're God. Kill forget me. about the kids. This you is a trend, Via. This is a trend. This you is a trend. I get so tired listing it all. So I have a, an awesome <laughs> husband and three amazing kids. You need and to start I, with your kids. Aiden, my Oh, my gosh. I need to start with them. Oh, yeah. I do love my family, you guys. I promise. She's a great mom. <laughs> and last but not least, we have Wendy Papazan, and I am—I have yet to ha actually have the opportunity to meet you in person or even virtually, Wendy. I'm so glad to be able to do this. We actually had your husband, Jay Papazan, as one of our very first guests on the show a couple of years ago. And, and so uh, talking to him, he's talked about you a lot and talked about the family a lot. So this is very exciting that I finally get an opportunity to virtually meet you. So Wendy, can you tell our, our listeners a little bit about you and, and what you do? Sure. Well, the feeling is mutual. I'm so glad to be here. And like everybody else, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I love what you guys are doing. Yeah, I'm out of the Austin, Texas metro area. I run a real estate team called the Papazan Properties Group. We also have a few locations in Houston and Minneapolis, Minnesota. I have a home repair a handyman and remodeling company that I run. And then, of course, my husband's also kind of a serial business owner and an executive at Keller Williams. He runs a couple companies. I'm in charge of our real estate empire. I started that when I was a stay-at-home mom, and that was kind of my first foray into real estate. I was actually an investor before I before I got my real estate license, and that's kind of my passion. And um, like all these other ladies, I'm the mom of two wonderful children. They're 14 and 16. And I'm pretty excited because we just got our hot water turned on after 18 days of being off. And if you live with two teenagers and no hot water, you can imagine 
it just magnified the effect of having no hot water. So I'm super excited. I'm here. I'm oh clean. I'm fresh. I'm ready to go. Yes. Anybody yeah. watching this on video saw that my jaw literally <laughs> yeah. hit the floor yeah. and it took me about a minute and a half to pull it back up because <laughs> I can't even wrap my head around 18 it's days. It's been pretty stinky without... around here. Oh my goodness. You're a wonder woman. That is incredible. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that info. I've got to tell you, my mom Mind is a little a little bit blown right now. The four of you, again, separately and collectively, are no joke. You have so many things going on. And so many of our community members face these same challenges. And we try to figure out how do we realistically make this all happen, right? So, and um, I don't know about each of you, but I think interestingly, the dynamics are even more challenging when you add more people into your group, right? So you kind of sometimes get your own flow going on and then you add one or two more people, but you very cohesively built this amazingly beautifully functioning group together in addition to all of your own ventures that you have going on. So I don't mean to sound cliche, but I would love, love, love some tips for our community members on how do you do it all. And I would love for you to look at it through two lenses, kind of how do you manage it in your own personal lives and you know, your lives at home and building your businesses with your family and so on, juggling with being a parent, as well as how do you collectively manage it all together with these partners, with these team members that you rely on and count on together? I love that question, Carol. This is Via, by the way. You'll get used to our voices, I promise. And the reason I love it is probably the number one question I think we all get is how do you do it all? Right, ladies? Like everyone, how do you do it all? Yep. You know, and whatever. And we don't. The thing is, we don't do it all. What we do is mm -hmm. we constantly operate with a set of priorities and you have to keep, it's like triage constant triage like is this you know you filter it through your priorities you have to be very focused and you have to very clearly understand what your top 20 percent activities are in every circle of your life so that's like your family life your health your spiritual life and by the way your business and you know multiple businesses we all know that some businesses take more times than others at different junctures and different seasons and there's just priorities wendy always says this great proverb let's see if i get it right uh, wendy if you chase two rabbits you will not catch either one. I think that's actually from the one thing, but thank you for attributing it to me. I'm I just going to go ahead that. and say you you did it. The Wendy <laughs> well, we proverb. know you're the brains, Wendy. <laughs> this is the Wendy yeah. proverb. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I that's I love that via. I, that's a hundred percent so important is to have a very clear sense of vision and priority for your life. And for me, that starts with understanding what your personal mission is. You know, I believe that everybody is here on earth. You know, God put us every one of us here for a reason. And so, taking the time to really understand your your mission in life. So for me, my mission is to empower and inspire big thinking leaders to create lives of abundance. And so, what that allows me to do is it allows me to say no to the things that don't align with my mission and to really kind of let everything else go. And I think for a lot of us entrepreneurs, that's a big struggle. We want to, you know, we're yes people. We like doing lots of things. We like juggling a lot of balls and having that clear sense of a vision that starts with a personal mission is just paramount. I, I love that. 
I think that's so good, Wendy. And every time I hear that, it's still such a good reminder. Uh, Every time I hear it, I I can't hear it enough. And, you know, I think too, when you're an entrepreneur, oftentimes you have to get good at a lot of things really quickly. And that can be both a superpower and also one of our greatest weaknesses. And so, you know, as we're growing our businesses, oftentimes we get so focused on growth and growing our business and building this empire that you really forget to stop and turn around and ask, like, what do I really want? right? Like whose life am I living? What really brings me joy? And I think that can often be some of the scariest questions is really digging deep and internally asking and creating that vision like Wendy was talking about, because I think really digging into our deepest desires and building a business that funds and supports that can be honestly some of the hardest part. The business part's easy. It's it's the actual inner digging that we have to do to get there, I think, that can be sometimes the hardest. So Certainly. True. Yeah, that's so good say. And I think that that's what has been so remarkable remarkable about our sort of tribe of, of entrepreneurs and empire builders, right? It's like all of us have a lot going on. We just shared all that we have going on. And so many, so many times we focus on so many yeses and our world gets crazy, right? People come up to us. How do you do it all? Right? Because they see all of these yeses. But meanwhile, we know that the really key to success is actually saying no more than you say yes. And I remember many years ago, uh, well, about three to four years ago, when I first sort of came into our tribe of entrepreneurs and females that sort of help each other with this, uh, Wendy asked, said, you know, what are you guys doing? What are you saying no to right now? And I remember sitting there, there was 11 of us in the room. And I remember sitting there and I was like, well, I'm going to go last because I, I have been nailing it at this no thing. I've said no to so many things. I've been hiring people. You know, I'm going to wait till Wendy gets to me last. Right. And I think she did one person and then she's like, okay, Sarah, you need a whole sheet. There's so many things that you, we know you're saying yes to too many things. I said, no, no, no. I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm saying no to a lot of things. I hired all these different people to help me. And, uh, And then she started saying like, so what time are you getting home? And things like that. And I started reflecting, well, Monday through Friday, I get home every night at 10 PM. I'm missing every bedtime, but two times a a night. And I sat there and it really hit me that I am missing basically a key time of my daughter's life. She was six at the time, a key time of my daughter's life where I'm missing more bedtimes than I'm there for. And I made the commitment that day to be there more for my daughter. And honestly, that moment changed my life because I realized that every single yes, we are saying no to something else. And what we don't want is we don't want the no to be to that bigger life. We don't want the no to be to that bigger life, which is our family, which is our key relationships. And so every time you say yes, just look, who am I saying no to in the process? And then surround yourself by people that will encourage you to keep saying no. You should be saying no more than saying yes. Well, and what I love about that story, Sarah, is since then, can you just share with the listeners what your business has done in terms of revenue? Yeah. So at the time we were doing about 5.7 million in gross commission income. So we were in the top teams of Keller Williams at the time, but we literally have tripled (laughs) our income. So last year we did 15.7 million. We now have 130 different team members. We are number one in multiple markets and it's all because I allowed for other people. So every time we say no to something, it's giving someone else an opportunity to say yes 
right? And so when I said, okay, guys, I'm going to start leaving the office every day at 530, it gave my team a chance to say, I'm going to sign up for the opportunity there to take some of the things off Sarah's plate. And so then it allowed for us to actually grow at a faster rate. So sometimes we're slowing our own self down, our our business growth down, because we keep saying yes to too many things. Can I just give a little context there, guys? Yes, please, Via, what you got? 2% of women-owned businesses have revenue over a million dollars. And I just want to pause and amplify Sarah Reynolds' 15 million in revenue last year. Mm -hmm. And and, and it just can't slide by because it's so huge. When she introduced herself, she was so humble. And I'm like, you have one of the largest, I I think she's probably top three or top five women-owned real estate teams in the nation. And I wouldn't even say teams. I would call that a company. Mm -hmm. Cross state. And she is one of the best leaders and business operators I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. So, I mean, I just wanted to pause a moment because I was listening to your story and I'm like, gosh, you're good. You are just oh, thank you. Yeah. And, so and in the last two <laughs> years, you took six months off for yes. the birth of your uh, your third child. Yeah. Great. And that's exactly how it should be. You've absolutely learned how to not only manage your time, but to, like you said, be absolutely selective on the things to which you say yes and the things to which to which you devote your time, which is huge. Jay, did you want to follow up on that a little bit more? Because I know that so many community members really need some actionable tips on this whole situation. Yeah, absolutely. I know I need some tips on this situation because I I recognize the value of saying no. I recognize the value of, as Wendy's husband, Jay, would put it, picking that one thing that you really want to focus on. But I'm not good at it because saying no to me feels like I'm letting people down. It makes me feel like I'm disappointing people. I don't want people to think of me as selfish. I don't want people to think of me as not providing value and giving. But I, 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 and I don't remember who said it, but I, I wrote down a quote that one of you just said a few minutes ago, every time you say yes, ask yourself who you're saying no to. Because when you're saying yes to some random person that has, hey, come on my podcast, or hey, let me take you to lunch, or hey, let's do coffee, you're saying no to somebody that's potentially much more important, like a business partner, like a spouse, like your children. So I absolutely love, and it resonates with me, that idea of every time you say yes, ask yourself who you're saying no to. And that makes it a lot easier. But I would love to get some some really tactical, actionable tips on when you have people coming to you, asking you for favors, asking you to to help them or to come on their podcast or do something that you really feel like you 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 need to say no to how best do you say no so that it's it's kind of a win-win situation for both sides I think when I went through through that and it was such a, a life-changing moment, I remember I, I sat down with my executive assistant and I said, okay, nothing more can be on my calendar after 5.30 every night. And at the time I was doing what I call conversion calls. So I was calling sellers that didn't say yes to my agent and I was converting them over the phone. And I was bringing in a lot of income to our business because I was able to convert these sellers. And she looked at me and she said, well, who's going to do the conversion calls. And isn't the business going to go down? And I said, yes, the business probably will go down. And I'm okay with that. Because one of the questions I learned to ask myself is when I say yes to this opportunity, who are the people in my world that matter a lot to me that to them, it's going to feel like a no to them. And when I asked myself that, and I realized, well, that's my daughter. My daughter's the one that I'm saying no to when I say yes to those conversion calls. And is were any type of business worth that? 
right? Now, the crazy thing about my story is the business went up, which is just insane. (laughs) But I think that's what can happen is like, we need to step out sometimes and make sure that the people that matter most to us, I I love the, in the one thing book where it talks about our families, the glass ball, meaning all the other balls in our life, they bounce back. But our family is a glass ball, which means at times you can drop it and it will break. And that's not a ball we want to drop, right? And I think so many of us at times put our business above our family, which is that glass ball. And for me, I did that for years. And thankfully, because of the amazing tribe of females around me, they said, Sarah, we see it and you need to stop. You need to look because you're saying no to your daughter and you need to say yes to your daughter. So at times it takes courage to say no because that means you're okay with some things, missing out on some opportunities. But the reality is, is that you then can create opportunities for other people. And that's what I've gotten good at and inspired by. Let me create an opportunity for someone else because I'm going to say no to that. I love that. I love that, Sarah. And what's so beautiful that you're hearing in that, right, is both both clarity around what is important to you. And also you don't hear that there was like an ego involved in this. Sarah was willing to be vulnerable and, and to listen to the people around her and to have people in your life that are honest enough with you to tell you what they're seeing and what they're observing to help you get your priorities back in line. And I think that took, that took a huge amount of bravery on Sarah's part because she could have just dismissed us a couple of years ago and she chose not to. Instead, she chose to say, these people are, are, are saying this to me because they care about me and they care about my future. And so one thing when I, that I, I know for me personally is when I get tired, I actually don't say no more. I say yes more because I am a a pleaser. I want, I want to help people. It's, it is probably my best and worst trait in that I'm, I'm a connector. I, my superpower is I want to, I want to see people succeed and I want to help them. And so when my energy gets really low, I actually say yes. And so I've had to put like a physical barrier between myself and my calendar. And that's a human and before I add something on the calendar, I have a human that physically is like, Seychell, do not, you know, is that really important? Is that, is that something you need to do? Because I enjoy people. That's something that I love. And so having, whether it's a, a framework for questions you need to ask around your priorities, whether it's a physical like bodyguard in front of your calendar, whatever it needs to be to help make sure that your priorities are in line, I think is a really powerful thing to be able to do. And then giving yourself the permission to know, like Sarah said, right? Sometimes it means you might give up some revenue or you might lose some deals or you might be giving up something, but what are you saying yes to? And is that so much more important? Cause that time, especially with kids and especially with spouses, right? You don't, you Absolutely. don't get that back. I could not agree more. So I talk a lot about when you really make that mindset shift, that affluence isn't just about monetary wealth. It's really about Mm. time affluence, right? It's about having the time Mm -hmm. to do the things that you want to do, whether that's hanging out with your kids more and making sure you can teach them how to bake chocolate chip cookies, whether that is committing to have coffee even virtually with a friend once a week, whether it's truly having a date night with your spouse or significant other. Once you start prioritizing so that the time is much more important than the money, then amazingly, the money follows. It's this fantastic concept once you put everything within that framework. But really to be able to do that, right, 
you have to figure out what that mission is, what that one thing is that's really important to you. And each of you has done a fantastic job of defining who you are, of defining what your mission is. So I know a lot of us, a lot of our community members, we struggle figuring out what that thing is, what our mission is, the direction we want to go into. And frankly, it's kind of scary to commit to just one thing, right? And really leading yourself down that path to pave the way for saying no to those other things and staying focused on that one thing. So, and Carol, I, I'll just, I, I just want to jump in there. And I would just say for those of you that, that are feeling scared about committing to a mission, it's okay to date your mission. I Ooh. give everyone permission to date their mission. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because for anybody out there who's done any kind of dating, sometimes the best dates are the dates where you leave that date and you realize, uh, oh, I don't, that's what I don't want in my marriage, right? Wendy, talk yeah. with us more about that. Talk with us more about this whole concept of dating your mission. Has this been something you've experienced or that some of your associates have experienced and it led them in the right direction ultimately? Well, I'm involved with a organization called Keller Williams Kids Can. It's one of Gary Keller's uh, 501c3s. I'm the chairman of the board, and I've been doing that for quite a few years now. And we teach a class called Quantum Leap, which helps young adults between the ages of 18 and 28 uh, figure out their mission and then also figure out ways to fund their mission through passive income. So it basically aligns with every every passion that I have. And uh, one of the exercises that we go through is a, is a figure out your mission exercise. And I'm not going to go through it here. We actually talk about it on our podcast if anyone wants to listen. But you... It's, you know, life is a journey, right? And, uh, and so taking the time, even if it's, even if your mission is basic as I want to help people through X, that's okay. You know, put, put that up on your vision board or put that up on your wall, put it on your bathroom mirror and look at it every day. And as you look at it every day, you'll, you'll become increasingly clear about the things that matter most and why, why you're here on the planet. And it's going to change, right? You're, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that it's, you know, when you're 18, you come up with it and then you, you live out that mission and every aspect of your life until you die at 98. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. And can I just add to that? I coach leaders. I coach agents. I, I mentor, you know, I have a lot of offices that, that I lead. This is a huge topic and people put so much pressure on themselves, Carol, for their big why, you know, they, they go see a Simon Sinek talk and they're, they're, they're burdened by months. I've got to figure out my reason that I'm on this earth and they get really deep about it. And, and you know what it really is? Sometimes all it is, is that one thing that drives you to get through the hard stuff that week. I, I I remember I had an agent that was on my team that I coached and she was like, Via, can I just be honest? Do you know what my big why is? She was like, my sister is getting married at the end of the year. Honestly, all I care about, and, and she was uh, she was Indian, and Indian weddings are five-day affairs, and you have outfits every day, right? And she goes, I really want to buy an outfit every day. I want to be the best dress there. That's really what's driving me, honestly, this year. And I was like, all right, is that going to get you through the hard stuff? She said, yeah. And I'm like, dude, that that's your why. That's what we're going to use. That's what we're going to coach to. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to attach to. And I don't mean to make it sound like buying a bunch of clothes is your mission statement, but I do think people... <laughs> sometimes overthink this concept. It's like, what is going to motivate you to do the daily grind, to do the stuff you don't want to do? Because even if we, and we all love our jobs, you guys, it's, it's called work for a reason. That's a Jay Papasan quote. It's called work for a reason. We're not going to love 60 to 80% of it. It's just part of the deal. It's that 20 to 40% that, that we're there for, you know? So love it. I, I, I absolutely love that. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Okay, so I, I, I want to kind of dig in a little bit more because I understand and, and I, I just want to highlight again that each of you women have not just started businesses. A lot of us start businesses and a lot of us do okay. We make enough money to support our families and, and to, um, to have some time freedom. But you've all taken it to the next level. You've figured out how to take these efforts, these businesses, your lives, and make them big businesses and big lives and big efforts. And we talked a little bit about how to do that. Prioritization, saying no, really knowing what your mission is. But for those of us that might be, let's call it stuck, we, we've, we've taken our business, we've grown it a little bit, and now we've hit a plateau, or we feel like we found our mission in life and, and we've done a little bit with it, but we haven't been able to take it big. Do you have any advice for, for us and for our community on really how to take things to the next level, how to turn an ordinary business into a big business, an ordinary life into a big life? What are some, what's some advice you have for us on, on how to do that? I think that the biggest thing, uh, Jay, and this is Sarah, is that you've got to learn the power of hiring. You've got to learn the power of hiring the right people, hiring the right way. We use the term leverage in our community, which means having someone come in to do things for you that then allow for you to have your time freed up to focus on what's most important. And one of the things that we like to talk about a lot is, I mean, all of us are female empire builders. And what that means is that we have obviously a lot on us with our business. We also have a lot on us at our homes, right? Females still sort of lead the way in the home empire, right? And because of that, one of the first things that we like to talk about a lot is learning leverage at home. And all of our listeners right now, if you have a lot on your plate at home, we want to give you permission today to, you know, get that cleaner, you know, get someone to help you uh, with cooking dinner, you know, find help uh, in your business, uh, in your, in your home life, because that is going to help you with your business, right? We like to say your kids don't care who cooked the meal, but they do care that you eat it with them. Right. And so like you don't have to do all the things right at home. You don't have to be the one doing all the things, but learning leverage. And we want to give every listener permission to learn leverage and hiring first at home, because that will free you up to really focus on your business as well. And I, and I would just add, it's not it's not easy. I just wanted to acknowledge that, especially that, you know, I come from a, a small town in northern Minnesota where, you know, my great grandmother shoveled her own walk until she was about 98 years old. And uh, and so the thought of hiring a housekeeper or wow. getting someone to mow your lawn or especially getting help at work is something that was so foreign to me. And, and it was extremely it was extremely hard. And so if you're listening out there and you struggle with that, I totally relate to that. And so does everybody here on this podcast. And yet, you know, if you want to move forward with your business, you absolutely can't do it all. You've got to get help. And so what I tell people is, you know, especially when you're starting out, put a piece of paper on your desk, tape it to your desk, take a Sharpie, 
and write my not to do list. And every time, every time you're at home or at work and you're doing something that feels like a waste of your time, or honestly, you know, you're not good at it. You put it off one time, you put it off two times, you put it off three times, write that down on your list. And then you've got your job description for your first assistant and you hire someone who wakes up every day and loves to do those things that you hate to do. Because I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we can't imagine anyone wanting to enter names in a database or, you know, create checklists or all those things that we as entrepreneurs, we are just terrible at and we hate to do. But there are lots of people who wake up every day and they're like, yay, I get to up to, I get to update a database today. And so it's like Sarah said, you're giving that opportunity to someone else. And then you continue to run towards what you're good at. And you do that at home, you do it at work and your job description gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And you fire yourself from every job that you're not good at. And you hire someone who's better at that job. And then all of a sudden you look up, you're like, wow, I've got an empire here. Love that. Jay, I think, no, here, here, I'm going to do Alexa, create my not to do list. (laughs) Alexa, add, take the car in for an oil change to my not to do list. Right. And wasn't this past 12 months, didn't didn't the last 12 months just bring this whole concept front and center, right? It's like, I think for so many years, we're all just, you just do what you do. You just keep going and you keep going. You're like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. It's easier to do it myself than to have to find someone to do it, et cetera, et cetera. But then COVID. And I don't think we need to like belabor that point. But I think it's just added so many more facets of all these things that you were already doing and turned them up to that like billionth degree, right? It was crazy. So Via or say, do either of you have like any tips on how we like physically go about once we have this this Alexa created list of 72 trillion things that are on our not to do list <laughs> about how we go about finding that person or those people that we're going to use that leverage so that we can focus on our other things that we're working on. Yeah, I'd love to jump in, say, if that's okay, because I love Jay's question. I think so many times entrepreneurs hit ceilings, Jay and, and Carol, and, and they hit the ceiling. They're like, I want to go bigger. I want to, I want to, you know, I've, I've stalemated, you know, whatever, whatever the term is. Right. And I think the way to think about it, and uh, this is what Ben Kinney taught me, who's my leader and, and mentor. He said, Via, don't think about how you can make a million. Think about how you can make 10 people their million and you get 10% of it. And that's how you're going to make your million. So in other words, you're focusing on other people hitting their goals and, and you win together, right? That That's success through others. So that's, I think, the foundational key to this concept of leverage. It's, it's you know, how can I, to Wendy's point, you know, how can I really make someone win? Someone's going to wake up every day and love to do the stuff I hate and they're going to hit their goals through me. And and actually, if I'm if I'm talented and driven enough and, and, and I'm the person that can make it happen, am I actually selfish for not making my world bigger? Am I actually not not giving someone an opportunity to have that role and to make their life bigger because I want to play small. I want to play it small. I don't want to scale up, right? Because you think about how can you bless people the most, you know, in, in this 
realm, you know, bigger pockets business. Well, you know, you can give them amazing careers and wealth building and mentorship and, and income. Right. And so I just wanted to say from a foundational thing, Seychelles can go into the, the tactics of it, but that mindset, that's what you do, Jay. The minute you hit that ceiling, the minute you hit that stalemate, you know, you, you need to think, how can I make 10 people millionaires and win with them? And then I'm going to hit my goals and, and they're going to hit their goals. Love it. I think that's fantastic, Via. And, you know, and I think something that all four of us have in common is, is that um, building our businesses and building big businesses is not about us. It's actually, we've grown it bigger because our desire to help more people has forced us to hire more people to then fulfill our mission, whether it's helping our clients, whether it's helping our team members. And so, you know, I think that's something that brought the four of us together was that servant heart of wanting to see people win. And, and that often includes leverage at home. That includes leverage at work. You know, I think the other thing that I would say too, is this last year has really taught me some very humbling lessons of seasonality and to understand that we're going to be in times sometimes when we're feeling like we're nailing it in a certain area of our life. And then COVID hits or the market crashes or something happens and the pendulum swings to the extreme on the other side. And I think perspective is really important to understand that what just when you think you're nailing it, sometimes the world can change. And like in my case, I have I have a dad with really advanced Parkinson's. And so like I had leverage down. We had date nights every week. Our team was rocking. And then it was like all of a sudden we had a huge turnover in our team in January and then COVID hit. And then all of my personal leverage that I had had to go away. And it was like this huge seasonality pendulum like, whoo, man, it was like within a month total slap in the face. And I, I think it was a really good reminder that we have to get back to basics We have to take a step back. We have to understand perspective and we have to then say no to a lot more things, build our not to do list and start the leverage game over. And so, you know, I want to encourage you guys, if, if maybe some of you have gone through this and maybe the last year has changed for you, that you might need to, to turn it back around and that's okay. Super. Absolutely love it. So who has something for me that is really tactical around gaining leverage that we can start doing right now? An action item we can put into place today to make this happen in our lives. Yeah, Carol, I think that the the big thing here is, you know, I think a lot of us are talking about what where we're at right now with a lot of different leverage or a lot of different people, but it didn't just happen. We didn't just wake up one day and we had all the, all these people, right, that are that are coming alongside us and we're impacting their life and they're impacting our life. What really happens is it starts with like one key hire right? It starts with that first key hire. And when you hire talent, they will then bring also other talent. And then what ends up happening is you sort of have this snowball effect, right? So that one first key hire is so important. So making sure that you're hiring that person that's taking off, focusing on that not to do list. And then all of a sudden it's going to snowball into the next person and then the next person, then the next person. And before you know it, you do wake up one day and you're like, wow, I, I have impacted their life they have impacted mine for the better and we are making an impact on our world all together but it all starts with making that first sort of key hire and then snowballing from there yeah and the thing i think a lot of people don't realize is it's terrifying to hire that first person you're thinking okay i have to figure out the whole tax thing i have to figure out the whole liability thing i have to figure out all the documents to keep things legal but your first hire even your second or your 10th or your 50th hire doesn't need to be a full-time employee 
It could be somebody that is coming in part-time. It could be a virtual assistant. It could be more of a partner or somebody that 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 is coming in and, and getting ownership in the business if, if, if what they're doing is, is worthy of equity. But it doesn't have to be a full-time person that you're now responsible for their financial life. And so you can start slowly and you get that first 10 hours a week or 20 hours a week, or you hire somebody on Fiverr or Upwork, or you hire a virtual assistant out of any number of places. And then when you get comfortable with that, you kind of ramp it up. Okay, now I'm going to do a virtual assistant 40 hours a week, and now I'm going to do a 20-hour person. So I, it, it really is, it, it's it, there. there's a way to kind of tiptoe into it and start small and grow from there, right? Yeah, I love that, Jay. And I just would add that when I hired my first assistant, I put enough money in the bank to pay that person for three months because I knew that if I if I hired the right person, we were doing the right things, they should be paying for themselves after about 90 days. And so don't think of it as a $40,000 investment in an assistant who's going to be working full time with you for a year. It can be like, I, I have enough money in the bank to pay this person. And that just allowed me to you know sleep at night because you don't want to hire someone and then not be able to pay them. I was going to say very something very similar, Wendy. Great, great minds there. <laughs> and we give you permission that it can start at home. Don't forget what we said in the beginning, that that first hire can be someone at home that will free you up to do the business things, right? And so we, you have, have our full permission in, in focusing on your home life as well. I, I absolutely love this and, and just some absolutely amazing tips for how to grow your business, how to do, how to take something that's, let's call it regular and make it huge. And it's all about leverage. It's all about hiring key people. It's all about figuring out how you can impact enough other people's lives. Only thing, I, I would love to add one thing because I, I really like this and I feel like this was something I talked about uh, again and I hate to keep bringing this back to, to Wes, Wendy's husband, Jay, but I, I'm a, I'm a a bit of a fanboy for, for of Jay Papazad. But I think something we talked about on his show um, and that I often tell people is that all these people say, I want to make $100 an hour. I want to make $200 an hour. I want to make $1,000 an hour. And they, they want to know how to do that. The easiest way to do that is focus on the tasks that generate you $100 an hour or $200 an hour or $500 or $1,000 an hour. And so many people, they say they want to make $100 an hour. I mean, Carol and I are, are, are in, the, in the real estate business also, in the investing business. I hear all these people that say, I want to make, I got into investing to make $500 an hour. And then they're painting their own houses when, when they could hire somebody to do that for $20 yes. an hour. And if you're doing a job that you can hire somebody to do for $20 an hour, you're basically trading your time for $20 an hour. Any thoughts there, uh, Via? Can you see me like raising and waving my hand? I do. Yes. Hey, yes, we're all jumping up and down. Okay, here are the dominoes. Like, so, so, so here are the dominoes. And Jay, I, I mean, you said it so well. The first domino to master is hustling, deal making, selling homes, bringing in income. Master the art of bringing in income. That's your first domino. So many people want to skip that step and they want to have all of the rewards without any of the grit and grind and hustle. So for our bigger pockets community, a lot of that is just deal making, you know, master it, do the hard stuff, source it, 
right? Do the things that, you know, talk to the homeowners, right? For real estate agents, it's it's go sell a bunch of homes, do the cold calling, do the whatever. The second domino is reserves. Have business reserves. Your confidence level to do all of the things we're talking about are going to be helped so much when you have money in the bank. So the, so the dominoes are deal-making, income-producing, reserves number two, and then number three, learn everything you can about hiring and leverage and recruiting and keeping talent, right? Starts with recruiting. To me, it moves into learning about leadership and learning how to be a good leader that no one would want to leave. So those are kind of the four building blocks that I think our business owners can kind of map in their minds for the process. And the hard part is, is you got to run your business at the same time you're doing that on the side. And the reality is most people just don't want to do that. They want to continue to do their one 100%. job and yeah. they don't want to master leadership. They don't want to master hiring because it's a whole other job, right? When you've got to hire that first assistant, you're probably drowning and to take back and, and, and step back and take the time to really source and hire a good candidate. Cause what most people do is, is they're drowning. They look around, they point at someone and they say, Hey, you come, come work with me. And it's probably a friend and it doesn't work out. And then they say, you know what? I'm no good at hiring. I'm just going to continue to do what I do. And so the pattern self-perpetuates. And if you can take a step back in order to take two steps forward, that's really what, what business building success looks like. Yeah. And we should be thinking about this in all aspects of our lives. I, again, I don't remember which one of you said it. I apologize. But there was an amazing quote earlier of your kids don't care who cooked the meal, but they do care that you eat eat it with them. And it's a good reminder that we can be doing the same thing in our personal lives. So we need to get the dry cleaning done, but we don't have to do the dry cleaning. We need to cook the meals, but we don't need to be the ones actually doing the cooking. We need to go shopping and bring in food, but it doesn't have to be Carol or myself actually going out and doing the shopping. And so, yeah, maybe you're not doing that on day one. Maybe you're building that's the second domino or the third domino, as Via said. But at some point, start thinking about how we can be outsourcing all parts of our lives uh, to focus on the the important stuff, not just the stuff in our business lives. Yeah, I think, Jay, that's so good. And I, I know that uh, we want to move on here. But what, what I think the big difference here is like a lot of us are sort of natural deal makers, what Via said. And what's nice about that is like we can make things happen and we see the sort of fruits of our labor quickly right? When I was making those conversion calls, I would, I, I felt like driving home. I did my job. I did what I was supposed to do. Right. But then it's like, well, now I've got to go raise kids. And that takes like 18 years to see the fruit of your labor. Like, or now it's <laughs> like, 25. I've got to develop lead. <laughs> yeah. I've got yeah. to develop leaders. And it's like, oh my goodness, that takes years and years to develop my leadership, to develop them. And it's like, part of it is a lot of times when people run towards what gives them sort of the recognition fast, right? Like what, or, or the satisfaction fast, but it's, it's the true joy comes of the, the things that take a long time that we put our time and effort in and becoming masters of. And that is when you see true satisfaction, not in just that one deal making, but if you can learn to master hiring, if you can learn to master making a, a lasting impact on someone's life, yes, that takes a long time, but the joy from that, that literally can change your life, right? That joy from that versus the one deal. And so I think sometimes you got to lean into the hard, the, the hard and the sort of the longer things, because that's where true lasting sort of satisfaction comes from. Yeah. It's delayed gratification. Wealth is the same way. 
Yes, it really is. And like you said, it's it's the consistency. It's being able to be nimble. It's being able to hire. It's mastering all of these different skills. And wrapped into that, around it and throughout it, I would suspect to take our business, to take our personal life, to take everything and just truly amplify it, make it huge. It's not just all of these, mastering all of these soft skills. You also tactically have to know what your numbers are in and out in all areas of your life, right? Like Jay and I talk a lot about we run our home in a lot of ways like a business because it's just, it's necessary to keep everything flowing. You have those soft skills. And of course you take care of your babies and you take care of each other with those soft skills. But in all areas of our world, knowing your numbers, knowing your processes, knowing your systems inside and out is just crucial. So can any of you talk to that and how that works in what you're building? Yeah, I I think the key word here, Carol, is predictability. When when I uh, look at my own businesses and I, and I coach a lot of entrepreneurs, they're not feeling secure in that next commission or that next paycheck, and that all comes from knowing your numbers. All of that predictability comes from knowing what your leading indicators are and and what your numbers are to get you to your results. So, you know, your lead generation levers, you know, and and by the way, that can change. Uh, Seychelles so wisely talked about seasonality in life, you know, in business earlier. Every market is a little different. So if you know your leading indicators and you're constantly monitoring them, you can turn that spigot up and down depending on the market that you're in. So understanding financials, understanding Understanding return on investment, the concept of having, you know, having to do an ROI. Sarah, I love you to tell your story actually on having to do an ROI on every budget item. I'm fascinated by that because to me, that is one of the best ways I'm going to start coaching people. I'm copying your coach, teaching the concept of thinking in terms of ROI on everything. Yeah, Via and I were having a conversation on on Saturday, and one of my, I have multiple coaches. That's how big of a mess I am. <laughs> uh, but one of my coaches every year has me go through my P and L, and every line I have to put what the return is. And Via was like, "What do you mean? You mean just your lead, just your like lead gen, or just your marketing, right?" And I was like, "No, no, mm-hmm. every line." And she's like, but how do you do that with like space? Or how do you do that with, and I said, exactly. Then you have to wrap your head around. I was like, rent? Like, how do you ROI on rent? Well, then she bought the building. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it it, it makes you look at things and say, okay, well, how can I turn rent into a return? Right? How can I turn that into into a return? Right? For us, like a big uh, in the real estate business, it's like your broker fee, right? All of us pay a broker fee, and a lot of times we don't hold that fee accountable. Well, now I do hold it accountable. I look at it and I say, okay, what's the return on that? And for us, a lot of it, it's like agent to agent referrals, right? Come from that sort of platform, which is a big return for many of us. And so, but are you holding each number accountable to getting you a return, not just the lead gen numbers? And I think that that was a big moment uh, with Via and I on Saturday, which was fun. So my mind was blown. I mean, I always thought of ROI as lead generation and business development. Like it didn't even occur to me to go line through line. That's a massive concept to me. And, and you know what the crazy thing is? This all plays back into the discussion we've been having throughout this 
this discussion, which is our lives are essentially a PL. We have <laughs> revenue. Our revenue are the good things that happen. The love we get from our family and and the obviously the money is is part of the revenue. But all the good things that come into our lives is is that revenue in our lives. And then we have the expenses. We have the things we have to do. We may not like mm, doing them, yes. but they cost us. They cost us our time. They cost us our energy. They cost mm -hmm. us potentially our relationships. And what, what Sarah just said really can be applied to our lives as well. Go look at so all those true. expenses in your life. Go look at all those things that you're expending time and energy and social capital doing, and then ask yourself, what's the return I'm getting? And if the return isn't justified, or if the expense isn't justified by the return you're getting, well, that's an expense you should be kicking out of your life. So, so it, it's funny. I, you, I, mm -hmm. like it. It really all comes Chills. full. It, it really all comes full yeah. circle. Yeah. That's good. That yeah, was really and good, I think Jay. we all read it. We read a good. Yeah, that's really good. We read a good book this year. I think everybody's read it, but it's it's a, called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. A uh, fantastic book really made me think about finances different. And it really talks about exactly what you're saying, Jay, is, is when we think about some of these personal things, we think about finance, we think about it as being uh, really numbers driven, but it, we have to equate it somehow to our our happiness level, right? Mm. And so I just, I loved the book for that. And um you know, at the same time, we have to know our numbers in our personal life. Like I think about, you know, my husband and I have committed to a weekly date night for probably 13, 13, 14 years. And, you know, we've gone on over 400 dates, 500 dates in our lifetime. Right. And as business owners, a lot of times we know our numbers in our business, but we don't know our numbers in our personal life. So what are the what mm. are the prior, you know, just to kind of circle back around to the priorities mm -hmm. and link it to that? What are the things that you're doing on a daily basis that is going to lead you to the the thing that you want to have happen in your family? So are you having dinner together as a family? Are you having breakfast together as a family? Are you going on a date night? Have you time blocked your vacations? Right. Those are all numbers that that mm -hmm. turn into what you're talking about, Jay, which is like those have that real return as opposed to, you know, buying a boat or nothing wrong with a boat, but um, that can lead to a different result. Love, Love that. So great. I want to hear more about, uh, as we're getting near the end of the show, I would love to learn a little bit more about just you've talked about so many great things. Um, Wendy just talked about a fantastic book. I'd love to get one last before we talk about your upcoming events and before we talk about where people can listen to your awesome show. I'd love to get one amazing tip from each of you. So what just uh, one thing from each of you. What is one thing as entrepreneurs that we can do in our life starting today that will be life-changing for us okay we can go around whatever order and let's wrap with that and then learn more about how we can put this all into action at your event you have coming up later this year this is seychelle here you know i think the, the biggest thing for me is is that you're never going to have arrived uh, by the time you think you're going to be there, right? The odds are your goals have changed and something else is now a priority for you. And so um, wherever you are in your life, if there's something big that's on your heart or that you want to change or that you want to go after, I would encourage you to start now. 
and don't wait for it to be the right time, the right season, the perfect scenario, because the odds are by the time that happens, you're going to have different priorities anyways. So if, if you're hoping to build wealth or you're hoping to find leverage or you're hoping to create your vision and fulfill it, now is the time to do that. And to, to really put that time on your calendar and protect it and go after your dreams and, and know that you have permission to do it. We give you permission today. Go for it. Love that. I love that say. I think that the the one thing I would encourage all of our listeners to do is something that honestly, when I first heard, to be very honest, I rolled my eyes, like not visibly, but in my head, because I was like, I'm, I'm an achiever. Like, why are we doing this? But it was a question that Wendy asked, and you're seeing a commonality with my stories right now, is just the impact that she's had on, on my life. And it was what brings you joy. And say, say mentioned it earlier, and we sort of rushed over it. But honestly, if there's one thing that I could say to everyone is take time, turn everything off, and make a list of what brings you joy. And then run towards that, right? Create your life, create your job, create your empire around what brings you joy. And you know, when you do that, you are passionate, you're having fun, you're loving it, you're loving your world, you're loving your life, you're loving your your job. People then become attracted to that, right? Because they want that for themselves. And then it, it ends up you're impacting other people. And then a big part of what's on my was on my joy list was of course my family, right? Those special times with my family or traveling, whatever the things that bring you joy, take a moment, shut everything off. I, I think a lot of us are just like achievers. We're, we're let's get this done and let's go do this and let's get that. And we, we look at our list and look at all I accomplished today. Right. And meanwhile, we're miserable, <laughs> right? We're not doing what brings us joy. So take time, write down what brings you joy, create your life and your world around that. And I'm t- you will just be happier. You'll have that big business. You'll also have that big life because of it as well. So run towards joy. Amazing. Uh, yeah. I think for me, um, it, I froze when you asked that question, which is not like me because it's like the one thing, what? There's so many things. How can I give you one thing? But I do think for me, it's come up a little bit today. And we talk about my wealth building journey. I think we're going to air that episode soon, but I'm pretty open with my wealth building journey. I've been very undisciplined with money. I've been a spender. I've made a lot of money and I've spent a lot of money. And I'm just now, I started this investment property and really building assets at age 50. And so it is not too late, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, it is not too late. Uh, You can do a lot in a decade. It's amazing how much you can do for your net worth in a decade. So here's my my big thing that I I guess I want everyone to know. Delay gratification. Get used to delay gratification in in health, in money. Sarah said it really well in, in raising your kids. Embrace delayed gratification. And the way to do that is to focus on the process and not the results. Really make sure that you are all in on the daily activities, on the weekly activities, and you're not getting ahead in steps and and the results will come. The results will come. If you're really focused on the right activities that have been derived from a sense of very clear priorities, right? That that you've really thought through and that you, you really think are the right activities, that's what you do. You 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 get comfortable with delay gratification and you focus on the process. And you wake up one day and you go, Wow, huge results. Love it. Well, I'll just echo what all these other super wise leaders have said, and that is that life is a choice. 
You absolutely get to choose what your life looks like. And the only thing that we all have on common, in common you know, on this planet is we all have a finite amount of time. And how we spend our day, the habits that we create, is literally how our life looks at the end of our life. Right. So the choices we make, the habits we put into place every day. So get good at choosing, right? Choose the habits that are going to serve you. Choose the habits that are going to, um, you know, once you figure out the life that you want, figure out those habits that you need to put into place in order to look up someday and have all the things you want, you know, a, a wonderful relationship, uh, a, a partner that you love, a family, if that's something that you want, your your business, right? You get to, ch you get to choose, right? So make really good choices and then put uh, those habits into place. Absolutely love that. Those are just some amazing tips that if, if people listen to nothing else in this episode, and I hopefully they'll listen to the whole thing, but if nothing else, just those, those four amazing tips on things we can literally start doing today to improve our lives. Lays, I want to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about your awesome podcast called Empire Building. And I know you also have an event coming up in September, your Amplify, Amplify event. So can you, uh, uh, let's just give you an opportunity Tell us about the podcast. Tell us about the event. Tell us about anything else you want to tell us about, including where our listeners can connect with you or find out more about you. Sarah? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we have been uh, doing our Empire Building podcast now for qu quite some time, and it has been awesome and fun and you can come uh, listen to us and our focus on our podcast is not just about having big business. Now, all of us lead amazing businesses and we are powerful leaders in our fields and in our industry. But at the same time, our passion is about having a big life at the same time. So there's a lot of podcasts about big business. There's a lot of podcasts also about big life. We combine them. So how to have a big business, how to have a big life. And we also share a lot about the tribe that we're part of, the tribe of, of females that we're part of. And I would love for Wendy to jump in to talk about our Amplify event, because that's a big part of why we do what we do on our podcast as well. Well, um, you know, when I started building my business, I found that leadership can be quite lonely, you know, uh, especially for women. You're uh, you, you often, as your kids grow, you're, you're friends with uh, the, the parents of your children's friends. And um, it's not always comfortable to be sitting on a play date and turn to the mom next to you and say, oh, you know, what's your net worth? Or you know, have you looked at your P&L lately? It's kind of awkward. And so about five years ago, I decided that I needed a network to really support that feeling of loneliness that you get as a leader. And uh, so we created our Amplify tribe, and that's grown. Uh, we have a tribe of 11, but a couple of years ago, we, we created an amazing event. It honestly was the best day of probably the past you know, two years for me, incredible energy. And uh, we had a couple hundred women uh, together for a three-day event. We call it Amplify event. You can uh, go to amplifyevent.com. And what I think is remarkable about it is about 85% of the attendees registered for the next year's event within like three days. So to me, that was proof of concept. And um, we just want to continue to grow, uh, help women, support women, and, um, and just create a tribe of amazing women who want to have a big business and an even bigger life. 
I just wanted to add, Wendy, that this event is designed for any women in business. If you're an employee, if you're an entrepreneur, it is designed for you to not know one person. And and I say that because I know that it can be intimidating. You hear this on a podcast and you're like, what? I'm not just going to show up. You just show up. That It's, it's designed to, we, we actually would separate you <laughs> if you knew someone. It, it's it's really designed for everybody to come in and get a, you know, a new tribe of women, 85% signed up right there on the spot. It was that special. And we, you know, we couldn't do it last year because of COVID. And so this September, I I am so excited. I can't even tell you. And I would say, you know, uh, some of the tribes that were formed at the event were uh, critical in supporting, which, uh, you know, leader leaders, which arguably was, you know, one of my hardest leadership years last year during COVID and these tribes that we Mm -hmm. created were crucial for support. Crucial. Love it. Excellent. Thank you so much. And I am so looking forward to Amplify event in September in San Antonio. It will be fantastic. And I can't wait to join. So as we wrap, where can our listeners find out more about you, connect with you if they want to listen to your show, if they'd like to attend your event, where do they sync up with you? So you can uh, go to any podcast player and search Empire Building and look for the yellow, the bright yellow. You can't miss it. Um, And so you can follow us there, subscribe to our podcast. It comes out every Monday. And then for me personally, you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah Reynolds Oji, O-J-I. That's my merry name. Um, And then, of course, uh, follow me on Facebook as well. I love that. Yep. Empire Building is where it's at definitely subscribe. We'd love to have you guys joining us. And then on Instagram, you can find me at Seychelle VP and it's S-E-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E-V-P or on Facebook as well. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, on Instagram. I'm via via. So this is going to get, are you ready? (laughs) V-I-A-V-I-J-A. Very complicated. Via via on Instagram and, uh, you know, via williams.com, just my name.com. And I'm pretty easy to find. Not a lot of vias spelled with a J. Awesome. And Wendy. Nice. I'm also on Instagram at Wendy Papazan. Super creative. Ladies, thank you. And for anybody that's listening to this that didn't have an opportunity to write that down, please check out our show notes. Everything we've talked about and all the links that we discussed will be in our show notes. Ladies, this has been absolutely amazing. I mean, literally an hour of tip after tip after tip after tip after tip. We so appreciate you being here and just thank you so much. Carol, I'll I'll let you take us out. What a great hour. I cannot even tell you how energized I am, how inspired I am. Each of you have had so many great things to share. And I know our community member completely appreciates your time. You are conquering the world together. And I'm honored to have spent this time with you. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, guys. guys.